Well, here we are in the shed today, and we are going back to basics. That's right. We're going to take a look at the early church and uh, how it kind of got started and how they acted back then. Uh, as we're here in the back shed today, Monday, October 3rd, 2022, this is episode number 119, and welcome to my shed. Looks like we're up and running. Good to have you here this morning. Uh, good to be together yet again on another Monday morning. Thank you for joining me. I think we are in for a uh, good little time here this morning. I'm going to keep it fairly brief, uh, given a couple of things that uh, are going on, but I think there's some good substance to it. So I, I hope you're going to enjoy following along today and I uh, hope you'll grab your Bibles there and and uh, get those together and we'll uh, we'll have a good time. I want to say uh, greetings to our live audience that watches along on Mondays at 10 a.m. on Facebook Live uh, through the Sunrise Community Church Facebook page. And uh, so hello there, Donna, Angie. Good to see you both uh, jumping on here. Great to have some good interactions with you. And um, but we're going to jump into it this morning, and uh, like I said, I want to keep it decently brief. But we're going to be in the book of Acts today, the book of Acts chapter 2. And what got me thinking and, and uh, eventually got me to the point of wanting to take us here is over this past weekend, April and I had the privilege, and, and I use the word privilege, of traveling down to Atascadero, uh, and, and it was a bonsai trip that we did on um, Saturday. So we got up at 4-something in the morning. We're out by 5.15 and uh, didn't get home till about 9.30, 10 o'clock that night. So it was a down and back. But we went down there to the memorial service of someone who had just lived a life so well. Uh, she died way too early. She was... Uh, 65, left behind her husband, uh, two daughters, and five grandkids. And, uh, but we, we spent the day celebrating her life and reflecting back on so many things. And what really stood out to all of us that were there at the memorial service and that stayed for uh, the reception afterwards was how much she would have enjoyed being together with everyone at the reception. It was one of those um, one of those things where uh, it was just neat to be with all these people. and And this is one of those people when i when I look back, uh, there were people over several generations of her life that that came to uh, remember her and they had set up the reception where it was just such a a neat time it was it was the kind of event she would have put on and that we all just would have been laughing and remembering great times and uh, and all kinds of things so that's what got me thinking a little bit and um, uh, if you know me well enough you know that uh, I probably knew her uh, from my time at Hume Lake, and uh, that is true if you figured that one out. Uh, her name was Suzanne West, and uh, just a great life, well-lived. Uh, 
But it got me to thinking about the Hume community that we lived in, April and I lived in for so many years, for the 15 plus years uh, that we were there. And just what a neat community that was. And, and I always told people that that community felt so biblical, uh, that it felt like the early church, that it was the kind of situation where people were taking care of each other. And in, in our times of, of hard loss in our own lives, people really took care of us. People loved us. People were there. People showed up. Uh, when you needed people to show up, and if you could, ask, you wanted to ask for help, uh, you would get help, and and it was just a, a truly uh, biblical community. Sometimes, for for those of us that were around there a long time, it felt like a bit of a fishbowl because you know everyone was kind of in everyone's business, but it was a beautiful community, and uh, and then last night I, um, uh, then last night. I was, uh, I had the privilege, I should say, of going to Sunday evening chapel at sunrise. And this is a, a neat service. It happens every week, uh, 7 o'clock Sunday night, up in the choir room at sunrise. And, and it's for the majority of people there. Uh, they're in their upper years in life. Uh, a few younger ones there as well, but uh, they they love to be able to go and be together, fellowship together, uh, sing the old hymns, and uh, you know it's great. We pulled out the old hymn books and and read and, or sang hymn number five forty two or you know whatever it was, and in uh, just a neat time. And we did a little little talent show, and so Luke and I uh, got to be a part of that. Uh, which was a lot of fun. But we went to Sunday Evening Chapel, and coming back, I just had this uh, reflection that it was such a neat community of people who truly cared for and loved each other, and they loved spending time together. Uh, they took care of each other. Uh, they look out for each other's needs. They pray for each other. They support each other physically and financially. Uh, so it was it was reflective for me over this weekend between the memorial service on Saturday and being at Sunday evening chapel last night, uh, just how special true Christian community can be. And so with that, we are going into Acts chapter 2 today uh, for a brief, I'm going to call this a devotional. I'm not going to call it a Bible study, uh, but we're going to be in Acts chapter 2 for just a few minutes here this morning. And... Uh, and we're going to get into it. Well, hello to uh, my friend Barb out in uh, Ohio. Good to have you joining us here this morning in the shed. Barb, afternoon for you. Acts chapter 2, we're picking it up at verse, towards the end, verse 42. And, and here is what Luke, the writer of Acts, uh, tells us about uh, the fellowship of the believers. He says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily 
those who were being saved. And and it's it's just such a simple paragraph in the book of Acts that has some profound implications to it and really sets things up for how the early church looked, but also how the church can look for us today when it is done well. And uh, and so here we are. It is. Uh, let's let's hit this for a a few of these verses here, um, and we'll get a little something here to. There we go. We'll stop the the dings in the background over here. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Okay, so so get those four things: to the apostles' teaching, number one, to um, fellowship. Okay, so they're they're getting solid teaching straight from the source, from the apostles. Um, they're getting fellowship, which you know sometimes we throw that word around. We don't always necessarily use it correctly, um, but you're talking about, about brothers and sisters in Christ spending quality time together. Okay, fellowship. Fellowship involves interaction back and forth. So going to a movie together is not necessarily fellowship. Conversation together before or after about things that matter in life that can be fellowship okay fellowship a lot of fellowship happens in that uh um, sunday evening chapel group okay and then it says number three to the breaking of bread to um to eating together to remembering the lord's supper together okay communion we did that yesterday we broke bread together at church and we remembered what the Lord had done uh, through his sacrifice on the cross, through that breaking of bread. Um, and, uh, and also, you know, as, as they are enjoying meals together, uh, breaking bread. And this says, and to prayer. I love these four things. Solid teaching. Okay. Fellowship. Quality time together. Solid teaching. Quality time. Eating a good meal together and praying together. Four things. Four things that they did in the early church that they saw as important, okay? These four things. It says, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Okay, so you have these things that are happening, and you're having healings happening, and miracles happen, and and so on, and people are... um, overwhelmed watching God at work. How many times when we see God at work, are we in awe? Or how many times do we go, eh, whatever. Yeah, that's nice. We should be in awe when we see God at work. Okay? It says, all the believers were together and had everything in common. So, So you have... Uh, brothers and sisters in Christ that are together, they're in a community together, and it says they had everything in common. And, and some people, uh, I believe, mistakenly um, believe that this is a biblical call to a uh, kind of socialistic, communistic type of lifestyle. Uh, I don't think there's any implication whatsoever of that because farther down in here, uh, you you see in the next um, 
uh, uh, verse that they have possessions and uh, that they they give away freely those possessions of their own volition as opposed to somebody else saying, all right, nothing's yours, everything belongs to the state. So just a little, a little I guess you could say, political commentary in there to say I, um, there are many that will try to uh, make this a pitch for uh, a communistic kind of lifestyle, and I don't think that is at all in this passage. But that having been said, um, what they did, though, was they did very freely give up their possessions if somebody else had need of that possession. They very freely sold property if that uh, benefit was going to come to someone else. And, and notice so often, uh, and this is, I think, a lesson that we have to, to pay attention to, is so often we can get caught in our accumulation of possession and and want it for our own personal benefit where these early believers in the early church saw those possessions as things that they held very loosely right with open arms they didn't hold tightly to these possessions of theirs they held them very loosely and and said at any moment i can give these away when somebody has need when there's somebody that has a greater need or i'm willing to sell something of great value to me in this case uh, property or a field that they owned as as we know that barnabas did that ananias and sapphira only sold that and only gave half the money um but uh, but that is what they did is is they freely released things that they owed. Um, and so, as it says, all the believers were together and they had everything in common. Verse 45, they sold property and possessions in order to I added that in order, but in order to give to anyone who had need. I, I love that because it shows more than just a wealthy person um, giving up a little bit. It shows somebody that sacrifices at a personal cost for somebody else that has a greater need. That is, that is beautiful. And, and that is when the church looks its best, right? when we are behaving like this okay let's keep going uh and it says uh well actually let me let me make another comment because uh if you're part of sunrise and you were watching along or at church yesterday we talked about giving and we talked about the tithe we talked about uh, what that looks like for a believer uh, to give back to God what God already gave uh, to us and, and what that looks like. And, and I love that when you look in the book of Acts, people did it so freely. And if there's any challenge uh, that I would have today, don't be afraid to give freely. Um, and, and don't be afraid to give off the top right before you start taking care of all of your own needs to give to the church uh, first and not until you've kind of spent all the money for the month and you give at the end of the month. Um, in, in something that I love watching at the church as executive pastor, I, I see as the money comes in, I don't see who gives it, but I, I see as it comes in, 
that that uh, typically when a, a typical payday cycle hits, you know, around the first, around the fifteenth of the month, that's when our, our giving is high, and and that reflects people that are giving off the top. That people that say before I take care of my own personal needs, I am going to give, um, and and for many of us that means it's that it's that first ten percent. Uh, for others, I know. Um, someone very close to me who made it a, a habit in their marriage. When they got married, they said, we're going to give 10%. But um, they committed to every year adding a half percent to that giving. And, you know, and so in year two of their marriage, it was 10 and a half. Year three, it was 11% and so on. And these people are incredible Givers, it is so fun to watch how free they are with the money that God's given them, and then you know, in turn, and I'm not saying this is a direct result or promise um, that comes out of giving, but as a, it is obvious in these people's life, God has chosen to bless them uh, with stewarding great finances, and they, and they do such a good job of it, uh, and. Uh, and so it's it's just cool to watch when somebody has that heart of understanding it's not mine, it's not mine, it is God's, and I am going to uh, freely give that back. Okay, uh, moving on, because I promised this was going to be a quick one this morning. Uh, moving on here, it says, Every day, verse 46, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Okay, so they met, continued to meet together in the temple courts. Okay, so they gathered around um, the the Jewish temple. Okay, and, and in the courts, and they met together, and they they listened to the reading of God's word. And, and back then, uh, in a typical sermon at the synagogue or at the temple, they would uh, read the word of God for eh, 45 minutes, and then they, then they'd explain it for about five minutes. A little opposite of what we do today. We we spend five minutes reading the word of God and explain it for the rest of the time. Um, but they would listen. So so there's an implication here. They're listening to the reading of God's word. They're doing that together. Um, they are um, going into each other's homes. They are eating together, uh, sharing that. It says uh, they have glad and sincere hearts. When you think about your heart, when you think about who you are, are you glad? Are you sincere? Are you grateful? Um, are you putting up pretenses? Or are you sincere? Um, are you upset? Or are you glad? Do you have a glad and sincere heart? Praising God. And then it says this. And, and I love this. It says, enjoying the favor of all the people. So praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Notice that by not necessarily forcing themselves into outsiders' worlds, but by being an example of how people who care for each other and love one another do a good job of... of 
loving each other and taking care of each other's needs, those on the outside looked inside and said, I want that. Pretty impressive, right? Um, they said, I want, I want something to do with that. And, and that's such a, a great challenge for us today because one thing that drives people away from churches is division. One thing that drives people away from churches is hypocrisy. When people see Christians that aren't quite acting the way that Christians should be acting, they say, I don't want anything to do with that. Um, when they see Christians run them over in the parking lot, not literally. All right, trying to see what's going on out here with my dog. Um, getting a little distracted on you this morning. But uh, when people see Christians acting truly Christian, they want something to do with that. Pretty pretty interesting, right? And, uh, and it's convicting in so many ways that, that I need to be clear about um, my integrity as a believer and how I treat other believers and how I treat non-believers. And, and it is through that example that others will look in and say, I want, I want some of that. That's, that's the kind of people I want to spend time with. And that's one of our greatest witnesses. And, and we don't do it in place of words, but we do it first. We, we show people our example, and then because we've earned their respect, we're able to speak the words of life that they need to hear. And, and there are some forms of evangelism where they say, just only show your actions, don't show your words. And, and I think that's an incomplete gospel message um, because it is, it is our actions and, and because of our actions, we have the privilege of speaking those words of truth and life to people that desperately need to hear it. And that's how the outsiders look in and go, I want some of that. I want to be a part of that. Um, so that's it. That's the challenge. Early church, um, how they lived, right? Four things. Devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, breaking of bread, and to prayer. What if we did that as church? What if we did that as church? We sat under some good teaching, learned from it. We spent quality time with each other. We broke bread together, remembered the Lord's, took the Lord's Supper and remembered together. And, uh, and finally, if we pray and, uh, and then let's see what God does and who he draws to us as a result of that fun challenge this morning, let's pray together. And, uh, then I'll have a couple of, uh, fun announcements before we jump into, uh, before we uh, close things off this morning. Father, thank you for um, the challenge that you give me in Acts to live as a believer, as a follower of Christ, to, to live as somebody who has set an example by my heart just being in the right place and by loving people, um, the people that you've placed in my life. I thank you for the body of Christ, the people that, um, that I get to, to do life with every day. And um, God, I, I just pray that you would give me a heart uh, of... Uh, sacrifice, a heart of uh, caring, of, of having joy, but um, seeing where needs are and meeting those needs uh, in other people's lives. And, and I pray you'd be glorified because of it in, in how I act and how other Christians act, um, Lord, that the church would grow because of that. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right.
that's it for today. Uh, thank you for those following along uh, and for your comments. That was great. Um, I do want to let you know we've got some guests coming up over the next couple weeks. I am really excited. Okay, so next week on Monday the 10th, uh, we are going to welcome into the back shed Sarah Estrada. And Sarah is a uh, longtime Sunrise uh, attender, and uh, Sarah and her husband David this past uh, year uh, hiked the Pacific Crest Trail uh, from the border of Mexico to the border of Canada, up and down, uh, up into the tens of thousands of feet, down to sea level, back up. Um, just a, a crazy trip that they did. And Sarah's going to give us a firsthand account of what that was like over several months, hiking over 2000 miles, um, on those feet and, uh, and, and seeing, uh, how God that used that time in her life to just grow her and her husband together, um, and, and others that they met along the way. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a great, uh, a great story. And it should be a a fun time. So come along uh, here on the 10th as we uh, see Sarah. And then on uh, the 17th, I have a special guest. His name is Bob Mason. And Bob is with the ministry of Crew, formerly Campus Crusade for Christ. And he uh, works with um, medical and uh, uh, dental students, uh, basically soon-to-be doctors, and his ministry with them is training them how to live out their faith uh, in their practices as uh, as doctors and dentists and so on. And so uh, he's had a lot of experience over the years um, raising up these med students and uh, giving them a, a heart for serving the Lord uh, in their workplace, in that environment, which is so key. And so we'll be talking with Bob next week uh, here, or I'm sorry, on the 17th, yeah, the 17th, uh, to talk about that ministry of Christian Medical and Dental Association, uh, as well as Sarah next week here in the shed. So it should be a fun time. want to remind those of you that watch live on Monday mornings, Uh, on Facebook Live through the Sunrise Facebook page. We love having you here live. Uh, But also remember, you can uh, follow along uh, anytime on our podcast format. And uh, this is available on all the different podcasting apps, including Apple Podcasts, Audible, and so on, Google, and and so on. Uh, And you can watch along on uh, anytime on YouTube as well, youtube.com slash Sunrise Community Church. And uh, you can watch Backshed Bible Study that way. And for those of you that watch on YouTube or listen on the podcast, you can join us live on Monday mornings at 10 o'clock, Facebook Live through Sunrise Community Church. Uh, and we're right here doing it. It's a great time. Uh, glad you joined us today. I enjoyed my time with you. Look forward to seeing you back here next week. God bless you. And uh, have a great uh, have a great week. I'll see you next Monday. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me for the Backshed Bible Study Podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. The Backshed is hosted by yours truly, Cliff Carey, and is a ministry of Sunrise Community Church in Fair Oaks, California. 
The Backshed Bible Study can be viewed live every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Facebook at facebook.com slash sunrisecommunityonline. All video episodes are also available at youtube.com slash sunrisecommunitychurch. For more information about Sunrise and its ministries, go to www.sunrise.church. We hope you're able to join us again next time here in the Backshed.